This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chris, I saw this headline about the Giants just yesterday. Did you see where Rob Gronkowski said if there was one team that could get him out of retirement, it would be the New York Giants? This was kind of a shock to me. This is classic Gronk move. This is Gronk want tension. Gronk, everybody look at look, everybody look at Gronkers. I'm over here. Look at me. <laughs> um, so, although here's the thing: if I'm the Giants and I'm fighting for my life in December and I'm right around 500 in the wild card conversation, I mean, do you not? If you're Brian Dable, make the call now just to see if that was legit. Like. Hey, Gronk, we're not asking you to come into training camp. We know you don't want to do that kind of crazy stuff anymore. But, like, if we get to Thanksgiving and we're in the conversation, would you be, would you, would you want to keep the door open? Like, that's the kind of thing that could take the Giants from being right there, kind of in the conversation late in the season to, oh my God, they're a legit playoff contender. Like, they could make noise come January. Yeah. But do you really want to come out of retirement to be, Thrown to catch to passes from Daniel Jones. No. By Daniel Jones? <laughs> Instead of Tom Brady, it's one thing if you're catching passes from the GOAT, who's been your guy for your whole career, but it's simply another to say, yeah, Daniel Jones, that guy. That's the guy that I want to come out of retirement yeah, for. Because that's true. do you think Gronk would be risking like anything coming out of retirement, like his legacy per se? No, it, it, anything Gronk does at this point is just gravy. And he did seem yeah. really attracted by the idea of getting to work with another elite tight end. Like he talked about how that's always been the key to the great offenses he's been on. And Darren Waller's in the mix now. I don't know. You saw his eyes light up just a little bit when he started talking about Darren Waller. So it's not going to happen. But if you're a Giants fan, it's a fun little pipe dream to have. Even though isn't this like the best scenario, if you're a player in retirement, that you don't have to go to training camp. You don't have to do most of the season. You just kind of pick the team that's contending. You're like, yeah, I'll jump into that team. Let's see if I can win myself another ring. This guy's got it all figured out. This is like when my father-in-law retired and then a company called him and said, hey, would you like to be a consultant? And consulting basically consisted of getting on a conference call once a week and then going to the golf course. Like Gronk would be Gronk would be their tight end consultant. He'd come in for a few weeks at the end of the year, and be like, "All right, everybody, had fun. See you later." Yeah, and he'd just make his endorsement money and ride off yeah. into the sunset because that's what Gronk does. A very smart guy, even though he pre- mm-hmm. pretends 
to be this like caveman. I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to his brand and the image that he is portraying. But what are the Giants portraying this season? Are they going to be the wagon that they were to start the season last year? If you remember, came out hot, started the season seven and two. But after that, it was a little downhill. They finished 9-7-1, and one, uh, a minus six-point differential, and they lost in the playoffs to Philadelphia 38-7. to seven. I remember that game because I thought to myself, oh, it's a divisional game. Maybe the Giants can cover a big number here. Uh, they did not cover a big number there. They did not. And I think no. the Giants <laughs> were kind of exposed later in the season as a team that I don't want to say they got lucky in some of those games in the start of the year, but they played nine one-score games to start the season and won seven of them. So when you see a team like that that wins a bunch of close games, do you think those are teams that are due for regression? Yeah, I, I think unfortunately in the Giants' case, they are due for a little regression. I think there's a ton of questions about the offensive line. Like, once you get beyond uh, what Thomas and Schmitz, I, I, there's just the, the problem with the Giants, Chelsea, as I see it, is if it were all about their stars, which it is for every team, right? If every team mm -hmm. is about, hey, if our stars can just stay healthy and produce, we'll be fine, then they'd, they'd be okay. Like, there's nothing stopping the Giants other than, you know, attrition and the NFL from Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller and, and Jalen Hyatt comes in and provides some deep ball punch. And you've got Thibodeau on the other side. Deontay Banks is getting rave reviews at camp as a rookie. For all those tent poles to hold things up and make them a nine or maybe even 10 win team in a really tough division. But that never happens in the NFL. If it does, you're supremely lucky to have it happen. So that's why I think the Giants... The problem with them is just a complete and utter lack of depth. Once you get below the surface, once you get beyond the tent pole players, the stars, one guy goes down, and I think the whole thing comes tumbling down, and we're talking about 7 and 10 or 8 and 9. Yeah, I think I subscribe to that mindset as well. It was a team that, you know, they have Saquon Barkley, who's so electric, and you want to follow him. And he can be such a big part of the offense because he's not just running the ball. He's also pretty good at catching passes. But one player does not make a team. They do have some good additions. Like you said, Darren Waller, a big one. We'll see how they can utilize him in that offense. And we'll see what we can expect from Daniel Jones this year. What's your thermometer reading on Daniel Jones? I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that's like good enough to make me think, okay, he is their quarterback. But I'm not sure if he's good enough for me to want to trust him in the postseason. I mean, is he, is he Kirk Cousins light? I mean, I, I don't, it, it's not enough, like you said, to, to, for him to overcome any sort of absence somewhere else or to overcome a lack of depth on the offensive line or to overcome if the defense should have an injury or two that requires them to score an extra four to five points a week. Daniel Jones is great. If you've got a star running back producing like Saquon Barkley did last year, like Saquon Barkley did in his rookie year, right? But the problem with Saquon Barkley, as much as I love my Penn State guys, is is he going to stay healthy? And mm -hmm. you can't count on him being healthy. And if you can't, best ability is availability. And if you're not on the field, if you don't have Saquon Barkley as a part of the offense, then everything is unbalanced. 
everything gets thrown on Daniel Jones' shoulders. And while, yes, it is nice to have a weapon like Darren Waller available now, I do think that will help in those instances where maybe Barkley isn't available or things do get unbalanced and they've got to throw more than they'd like to. They still don't have an especially talented receiving core. Like Isaiah Hodgins, I think, had a little bit of a breakout last year. I like Jalen Hyatt, third-round pick, because I think he can stretch the field. Paris Campbell eh, is what he is. Slayton has proven that he is what he is. Sterling Shepard, wily veteran, wonderful. But there's there's not enough jump off the page uh, from the Giants receiving core to give me belief that when they need a big drive or when they need a big play, more importantly, they're going to be able to scratch one out. Right. This was the issue last year, wasn't it? Their receiver mm-hmm. core just wasn't that great and they weren't that deep because they had a lot of injuries last year when it came to that receiver core i am excited to see what jalen hyatt can do remember watching him in college an electric Mm -hmm. talent but still you have uh, daniel jones throwing to you we'll see um you know what that makes of it because no receiver had over 800 yards last season some of that is to do with the fact that you know it's a run first offense you're riding saquon barkley And also the fact that Daniel Jones sneakily is a pretty good runner. 708 rushing yards along with seven rushing touchdowns. So now let's get into the numbers and some of these bets that maybe are worth looking at. I think this win total is a little tricky at seven and a half. The Becuel model has the Giants finishing at eight and nine with a 33% chance to make the playoffs. So it's seven and a half. It's juiced to the under at minus 115 Do you have a good feeling on this win total? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I I think I'm still with the over because I do think they're an eight-win team, but it's not like I feel so supremely confident that this number is off that I'm going to jump all over it today. I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait and see. I, I think we'll know what the Giants are, Chelsea, after week six. When you look at the schedule, there's a chance they could be, uh, if they're two and four after that first six, then we'll all know exactly what the Giants are, right? They'll probably have had an injury or Barkley will have missed half of a game somewhere or Daniel Jones will have had a two or three interception game against a defense like the Bills or the Niners, right? You, you know, he gets sacked half a dozen times against San Francisco in week three. Before you know it, he's dinged up, Barkley's dinged up. They're one and five, two and four, and things have gone down the drain early. There's also a chance that if they do stay healthy and Barkley does look like he did last year and you get some Jones-Waller chemistry and Hyatt gives him a little punch over the top, that they're sitting at four and two in the first six weeks. I think that's a possibility. I think they 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 can win games against the Dolphins, even on the road, at home against the Seahawks. Obviously, they can beat the Cardinals. That opener against the Cowboys is huge, and I don't, I don't count on wins on the road at San Francisco and Buffalo. I chalk those up as the two early L's and say, hey, boys, if we can get to week seven where we've got a pair of home games against Washington and the Jets, if we can get there at four and two, then we've, we've got legitimate – hopes about getting back to the playoffs and actually doing something once we get there. Here's the other factor. How much credit do you give Brian Dable? Because 
I think that he is an excellent coach, but at some point you've got to have the players and the personnel on the field. He is kind of how I feel about like Mike Vrabel, that like if anybody's going to coach him up and do the most with the least, Brian Dable has shown that he's one of those coaches. But still, do you think that that is going to count for a win? You know, one or two wins on the schedule, just the fact that they have a good head coach? I mean, I think it's more about the weapons, like you said. I mean, was Brian Dable Brian Dable in Buffalo because it's him? Or was he Brian Dable mm-hmm. in Buffalo because he had Josh Allen and he had that offense at his disposal? I think it's all about, as an offensive coach, your quarterback. And that's where, okay, so he got the best out of Daniel Jones last year. If the best out of Daniel Jones is what we got last year, then the best we're going to get out of the Giants. Think about everything that went right for the Giants. You mentioned the things that went wrong. Great. The receiving core got thinned out because of injuries. But if everything goes right with the Giants, even at their highs, even at their ceiling, are they any more than a 10-win team? I don't think Brian Dable, I don't think you look at Brian Dable and say, oh, well, yeah, he'll add that extra win. That that gives them a that gives them a eleven and six and maybe they get put a an, a midseason scare into the Eagles for 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 the division or they're they're a first wild card. I I don't think they are. I think their ceiling is ten and seven, and that would probably actually give me the under lean on this win total. Is I don't think Dable's enough. I don't think even a good season from Jones is enough for this team to jump up and surprise anybody and win eleven games. Right. I think the surprises were all last year. Like starting the year seven and two was very much a surprise to most people because you look at the roster and you said to yourself, this is not a good team. And eventually that kind of came true. Like they were kind of exposed at the the end of the year, along with the Vikings. Like the Vikings were the other team. They were winning a ton of one score games. And then eventually the pendulum is going to swing the other way what do we expect from Saquon Barkley this year like you talked about having to be on the field but let's just pretend that Saquon Barkley is going to play you know at least most of the games this season how much of an impact do you think he makes and do you think that he can be one of the guys that leads the NFL in rushing yards because we do have the odds for most rushing yards over at BetMGM and Mm -hmm. uh, Saquon Barkley has the fifth shortest odds at 14 to 1. Do you think he can contend with the likes of Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor and Bijan Robinson? I'm surprised that he's that high on the list, but the guy's electric. Yeah, they're they're counting on the Falcons leaning into Bijan there, I guess the books. Um I I think Barkley can, but again, everything's got to go right like it did last year. And I just I I don't see Saquon Barkley having back-to-back years where he gets a chance to play as much as he did last year. I just, I don't mm-hmm. see it. I'm hopeful. I, I don't I never wish injury on everybody, on anybody, obviously, but is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? I'm not betting on it. I'm not betting on Saquon Barkley to lead the league in rushing. I mean, unless he's, he's got a huge first month of the season and there's still a decent number on the board somewhere, then maybe I start to look at it. But right now, even at 14 to one, I'm not running to the book to bet on Saquon Barkley to lead the league in rushing. I, I just, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, same. I think the better bet for probably the Giants and Saquon Barkley is looking at them on a game-by-game basis. Because Saquon Barkley, I remember last year, was usually, you know, a solid bet for an anytime touchdown, at least earlier in the season, because not only can he run it in, he also can catch some passes. So I think those are the guys you target for anytime touchdowns, guys like Christian McCaffrey, guys like Austin Eckler. 
Uh, so we shall see on that front. Are you somebody who's willing to like take the seven points or like, you know, take the six and a half if you're getting it with the Giants? I think that's the situation in which I will be looking at the Giants. Like if they're getting too many points, which again, I fell into this trap when they played the Eagles in the postseason, right. then go in my favor. So maybe I'm wrong. See, I, they were cover machines last year. So yeah, if if they're getting if they're getting getting points, most situations I think I'm going to take them, and, and I'm going to. Tr- Here's the thing that it comes down to: when you're going to lean on a running back and you're going to ask your quarterback to be a game manager, and his biggest target is going to be a tight end in the middle of the field, your defense better show up and ensure you're playing in low scoring games. And that's the other side of this coin: is do they have enough big time players when you're trusting two rookie corners too? to play in low-scoring games so that Barkley and Daniel Jones can drag them to victory. All right, we'll see about the Giants. They also play in a pretty tough division with the Philadelphia Eagles. Not an easy division anymore. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.